Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast, where we make that podcast platinum. Samurai Deli, put a viewers in. Let's go. Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast. This is your host, Harley. Uh, we got a yearly tradition treat here about uh, young Jeremy Sager. Uh, Jeremy Son, as he's known. Uh, just a little background on him before I have him come on. Uh, he's from Slidell. He's from our area. His uh, family's big in the Army surplus store. He's good people. Uh, he moved over to Saipan uh, a, l- a couple months ago after making a visit and finding a uh, job over there with, uh, with his young lady friend. And uh, I'm happy to have him on the podcast. He... Gave us a winner last year for the Kentucky Derby. He does his homework. He's probably our biggest insider that we have. And uh, I wish I had more time with Jeremy because uh, some audio difficulties. He was pressed up against his uh, time to go to work. So uh, please enjoy it. And uh, here's the interview with uh, young Jeremy. Uh, Welcome to the Talking Small podcast. This is going to be a quick edition because it's uh, Derby Day, and even though he's moved from the backyards of Sl- in the swamps of Slidell, he is now in Saipan, which I don't necessarily know what the host country is, or is that a country itself? This is Jeremy, S- no last names, Sager. Yeah, it's a U.S. territory. It's just north of Guam, middle Pacific, on the closest landmass of American property to North Korea. Very safe feeling that I have. Well, good thing Bob's in the military to protect you. I know. I can't wait for him to be stationed over here. Talk about the buddy time. <laughs> um, he he so, would love it. <laughs> so um, I, I do want to get into some uh, Saipan stuff, but I don't think this is going to be the avenue to do it. Um, we're going to get into derby racing here. And uh, we may come back if we have any time. I know Al wanted to get some Saipan questions in, so we might have to do that on another episode. But uh, one of our favorite things we did last year and our most prepared guest of all time was young Jeremy over here Put did copious notes about the Kentucky Derby, which he's an absolute fanatic of. And uh, we wanted to have him back again this year to kind of talk some Derby. So, uh, Jeremy, how are you doing? All right, so we have young Jeremy here, and he was so good last year. I think he even gave us a, a winner on Always Dreaming, if I remember right. I, I did give you a winner on Always Dreaming. And what so, do you expect? That's what you get from professional handicappers. You uh, get winners. You, you know, you did a good job. Now, if you would have hit your, like, uh, well, you, you gave, like, a, a trifecta or something, so you didn't hit that, but you did give us a derby winner, which is clutch for sure. Oh, yeah. This year might be a little different. I'm going a little bit wild with my pick this year. Really? Not too wild, but a little bit wild. Okay, so when you say wild, what what are you talking about? You're looking outside the favorites? Like, you're not not going with Justify? I'll I'll put it to you like this. I have Justify in the top, but not the top. Really? Okay, so... Break break down real quick what what your passion is about the Kentucky Derby, Jeremy, for first time listeners. 
I just love the horse races. About probably four years ago, I got heavily involved into going to the fairgrounds, local track in New Orleans, and uh, just uh, at first just only betted on the actual fairgrounds itself, and then I ventured out a little bit more, got out of a comfort zone, and saw these beautiful courses playing on TV all around the United States, and I was like, well, shit, I can just bet these, and once you put the bet in for these other races, this is just a rush. It's a rush that I can't explain. So I noticed... It's it's a better rush than smoking a cigarette. It's better than that. Well, I noticed you called them horses this time. I thought they were normally donkeys. Are are you a changed man? I'm not a changed man. It's just whenever you're talking about plural, whenever you're talking about horses all around the continental United States, you refer to them as horses. I mean, you got to give them props or props are due. But whenever you're talking about a specific race, such as the Derby, I'm going to be calling these bitches donkeys because that's what they are. They donkeys. All right. So how do you get your action in all the way from Saipan? So thankfully, there's uh, I haven't actually, I'll be honest with you, and I've been missing it. I have not placed a single bet since I've moved out here, but that is going to change. Um, trying to think of uh, shit. Uh, it is called the app. I'm a mom. Uh, I can't think of exactly what it is. It's going to pop in my tongue randomly, but it's any. It's a app that it's a website that is completely legal to bet from to bet horses with. Um, and thankfully, with just about all betting sites, I think that you can legally bet horses anywhere um, because that's a legal thing that you can bet on. So I'm trying to think of the name of it, but I, it's it's not coming to my attention right now. Be, so, so because Saipan's a U.S. territory, it's it's under the uh, federal band of sports betting. So I imagine it's Correct. harder to to bet. You don't find off-track uh, race books over there like you did in Louisiana, which I know you and Chris love to uh, oh, yeah. frequent. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, there's no TVs over here, which is a deal breaker. Uh, that's why I'm only going to be here for a minute, four years. Not because it's so far away, but for the single purpose that there's no TVs out here. It's really going to piss me off. Good thing is uh, China is about four-hour flight away from me, and they have uh, some pretty good races in China. I'm going to visit there at some point, and that would be something that I would enjoy to do is go uh, watch some races in China. You're such a cultured person. Um, I know. So, so Justify, is is you like him, but you don't like him to win. You like him to finish pretty well. Now, that's a horse yes, that's got your buddy Bob Baffert and Mike it's, Smith. It's, it's, Good combo. It's, it's so hard to bet against Big Bob, but... I just don't see it. Uh, you, you know, San, the Justify won the Santa Anita Derby, which is one of the best derbies uh, that there are. But a, a winner hasn't. A winner of the Santa Anita Derby hasn't done well in the Derby in the Kentucky Derby in quite a few years. Um, I just he and his career earnings is six hundred sixty-six thousand uh, dollars. Now I think that's before. The Santa Anita Derby. I don't think that that uh, has been updated yet. But whenever I see six six six, that ain't good. So with handicapping, you got to go with your gut and you got to go with what's speaking to you. And Justify just ain't speaking to me. I got Justify. I'll explain how I have my picks later on. But I, I have Justify up there, but Justify is not 
going to win this race. So one of the big keys in the Kentucky Derby is to know the weather. Because if you know the weather, some of these horses get mm-hmm. more or less appetizing. Now, from what I've seen, the weather looks like it may have some rain coming in late Friday, early Saturday. But the, the rain's supposed to get away before the race. Now, how does that impact mm-hmm. the donkeys? It depends how much rain they get. If it's going to be a sloppy track, then that could be a total curveball. Then there could be some stupid-ass horse like uh, Flame Away at 30-1 to 1 or um, Frenzy Fire at 50-1 to 1 to win this. That's the, Slop is curveballs, but don't ever put it past them. American Pharaoh won uh, by its by its common five, six lengths at um, the Preakness whenever it won the Derby, and that was a very sloppy track. Left from the wire to – left from uh, the gate to the wire. So there's it's hard to tell when it's a sloppy track. Um, it can either really affect the horses big time or sometimes not at all. It's, it's, it's really hard to tell, and it all depends on how sloppy it is. So, uh, Jeremy, when – when you hear people talking about the sloppy track and stuff, do you think those people are kind of suckers? Because, I mean, everybody knows when it's raining, right? So you think, like, maybe mm-hmm. you get value on a different horse that supposedly can't run in the mud. Well, I, you see, I, I disagree with – I personally – me personally, whenever I see a sloppy track, I like to see a sloppy track. Because if these horses are good, if these favorites are fav- – the, the way I go into a bet – and call me a sucker a lot of times, but I always, for the most part, bet the favorites. The reason why I bet the favorites is because they're favorites for a reason. And I always bet the favorites that are on the morning line rather than right at the end of the race because they were heavy favorites before people started dropping money on them. Why are they favorites? Who knows, but they're favorites for a reason. So if they're where I'm going with this is... If they're good, if they're good horses, then they should be able to blow these fifty to one horses away, even more on a sloppy track, in my opinion. So I don't think that the track should have all that much of a difference when it comes to a quality horse. And the good thing about the Kentucky Derby is that even these horses out of fifty to one, they're still quality horses. They're in the Kentucky Derby. So, when you go and evaluate a horse, what are you what are you looking for? Like, are you looking for pedigree? Are you looking for uh, jockey? Are you looking for trainer? What does Jeremy look at when he's sitting down thinking, how can I make my donkey money? You're going to see whenever I go through all of these horses, the first thing that I always, that I'm going to be reading is who they're trained by. I think that the trainer, it's, it's not a coincidence that Bob, Big Bob Baffin has won so many, I think he's won about five Kentucky Derbies or something like that. Um, and he, he, he always has a top horse. Uh, he's always running for the most part out West. He always does well in Santa Anita. Um, it, the, the trainer has so much to do with it. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not a coincidence that Todd Fletcher has four horses running in the Kentucky Derby. Um, these guys are the real deal. Now, with that being said, the jockey does have a lot to do with it. I have only, I think two or three jockeys written down though because I'm more focused on the actual trainer but whenever you have a Victor Espinosa yeah he's going to raise some eyebrows you know he, he he's he's a guy who and I'm going to throw this stat out there real quick let me find it in my notes um 
<clears throat> Such a prepared guest. Talk, we we if, appreciate if, it. If, if you want to talk about a company man, Victor Espinosa throughout his entire career has earned owners of the horses he's ridden a career earnings of $197,235,726 from Victor Espinosa being a jockey. What a company man. Yeah, that's giving the uh that's giving your boss a really nice vacation. Yes, it is. And you know what's pretty funny? What do the horses get? They ain't get shit. They get Haiti. Fuck them bitches. You know what? But these horses like America Fair right now is living the dream. All he's doing is sitting in a barn, doing a nice jog in the morning, and then butt fucking all these fillies to get him pregnant. What a dream. That's the American dream. That's why he is the American Pharaoh, because he's living the dream. Um, so, uh, that, that's good. So let's, let's go through your guide to betting this Kentucky Derby. Cause I see you have a bunch of notes here. I, I, I don't really want to prod or put you in between, a, um, you know, put you in a box. I, I want you to flow. So tell me about your race and what you're seeing. Okay. Well, I'm going to go through just about all these horses real quick. I said, I wasn't going to do all of them, but I got the itch, so I went through all the horses. I'm going to give a little bit of information about every horse if you have time. We do have time, Jeremy. Are you going to start with pole position, or are you going by favorites? I'm going by pole position. I'm going to give the odds of each horse. Um, So starting off in the first game, we have Forensi Fire, 50-1, to trained by Jason Servies, career earnings of $669,100. He's the winner of the Jerome Stakes in Aqueduct. In the two spot, we have Free Drop Billy, trained by Dale Romans. Uh, Free Drop Billy has career earnings of $625,220. Uh, he came in second place in the Holy Bowl Stakes at Gulfstream, which is a very good uh, race. Um, I don't know if I said Free Drop Billy is 30-1. to 1. In, the third, in uh, the third spot, we have Promise Fulfilled at 30-1, to 1, trained again by Dale Romans. Uh, has career earnings of $337,280. He came in first place in the Express Fountain of Youth Stakes, um, but he came in ninth place in the Florida Derby. To me, this means that this donkey can't win a big race. Well, how did they qualify for the, uh, for the Kentucky Derby real quick, Jeremy? Because you said... He finished ninth, and most people would think if he's ninth, how is he in this race? Because, for instance, this uh, Express Fountain of Youth Stakes bet, which was they run that at uh, one year old, uh, that's one of the biggest youth stakes that there are. And uh, whenever you win that race, it's an automatic um, invitation to the Kentucky Derby. Um, So that's the reason why this horse got in. Um, And then pretty much like the Holy Bull Stakes from Free Drop Billy came in second place. A lot of times at these big stakes races, first, second, third place will be invited to the Kentucky Derby. That's why the Kentucky Derby has so many donkeys in it. Um, I think that there's 21 spots, but I believe right now uh, there's only 20 horses that are in it. Um, So it's kind of like with the – Louisiana Derby, I want to say I think there's two horses from Louisiana Derby that are in the um, actual Kentucky Derby. Awesome. Okay, so now we're on to the fourth horse, which I believe is Flame Away. Flame Away is at 30-1. to 1. He's trained by Mark Cass, career earnings of $704,834. Came in first place in the Sam F. Davis Stakes at Tampa Bay Downs. Uh, he had a very good run, but that was only a grade three race, which basically means all the other, all the other horses he ran against was sour milk. 
Um, there, I, I tried to find some other information. I couldn't find exactly what other big races this horse ran at. Um, but obviously, if he ran in Tampa, he focused more so in the Tampa Bay Downs area, possibly Gulfstream. Uh, he might have ran in the Holy Bull Stakes, but I couldn't find him in there. Um, in the fifth spot, we're getting some real horses here. Audible at 8-1, to one, trained by Todd Pletcher, big-time trainer. Career earnings of $882,920. Um, he's the winner of the Holy Bull Stakes in Gulfstream and also came in first place in the Florida Derby. Uh, he beat Free Drop Billy by three lengths. Uh, Amazon actually has interest interest in this bitch. I believe that Amazon has about, um, I think it's $15,000 invested into this horse, which is probably chicken feed compared to what this horse is actually uh, worth. But Trump hates Amazon, so I'm going against this horse too. Fuck Audible. Now, I do like the jockey there, Javier Castellano. I think he... Castellano, yes. He, and, you know, I was about to write him down uh, as one of them, but hasn't won a big race in a while. I mean, he won the Florida Derby, good race, but I'm looking at the big three, the Preakness, the uh, Belmont, uh, and obviously Kentucky Derby, and hasn't won any in a while. So he's not a hot goaltender. This is hockey playoff season. We get this. Correct. He's He's... He's a left winger that can't that that's having issues right now with the one timer. He's just having issues. He he just needs to find his time and he'll be all right. Will the Kentucky Derby be when he gets his timing back? Only time will tell. I don't think so though. All right, in the sixth spot we have Good Magic, chained by Pants Down. Chad Brown has career earnings of one million eight hundred fifty-five thousand um, dollars. He came in first place in the Jeb Breeders Juvenile Cup in Keeneland. And also in the Bluegrass Stakes. I like this horse as a possible pick in a Superfecta. Uh, I think that he might come in. He's going to come in the 4, 5, 6 spot at the end of the race. Um, I don't think he's going to do fourth, but there's a good chance he might get there. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets if he's a part of a Superfecta. Number 7. We've talked about the source already. Justify at three to one. By the way, good magic's at twelve to one. If I didn't mention. All right. Anyway, seventh spot. Justify, three to one odds. Trained by none the other. Big Bob Baffin. Uh, we talked about his career earnings. He already six hundred sixty-six thousand um, dollars. But I don't think that's updated because he just recently won the Santa Anita Derby. And Big Bob Baffin. Enough said. Uh, trainer of the most recent Triple Crown winner, American Pharaoh, and uh, uh, just uh, uh, unbelievable trainer. Um, I'm just going to guess the ones because I don't want to go with the heavy favorite this race. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Justify is going to win this race. Um, with that being said, he is the heavy favorite. <clears throat> In the eighth position, we have Lone Sailor, trained by Thomas Amos. Oh, let's see if that sounds familiar. By the way, his jockey is James Graham. Dude, Holly, do, do these names sound familiar to you? You know, I'm not as familiar with James Graham. Is he an up-and-comer? Because I, I really, he's not the Mike Smiths, the John Velasquez, the Kent DeSormos of the world, Victor Espinosa. No, no, he's been around the game for quite a while. James Graham and Thomas Amos ride a lot at fairgrounds. 
Um, the James Graham is one of the most common uh, jockeys that are at the Louisiana Fairgrounds. He's been around for a while. He primarily runs at the fairgrounds, and then he goes to um, Sam Houston Park in Texas. Um, Lone Sailor has career earnings of $339,237. He came in second place at the Louisiana Derby. He runs local. He's 50 to 1. Fuck it. I'll put a dollar on this to watch this bitch lose. Why not? He's a, little, he's, he's a local legend. He's not a legend. He came second place, but fuck it. I'll put some money on that bitch. Why not? In the ninth spot, we got Hoffberg at 20 to 1, trained by William Mott, has career earnings of $227,950. Came in second place in the Florida Derby, ran a close race. Uh, I like him also to be in the 4, 5, 6 range. Um, I think it's going to be a tough race between Good Magic and Hoffberg. Um, it's 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 gonna be one of those things that it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting uh, to see how that I think that's gonna be to the wire in that four spot. Um, to the ten slot, we got my boy Jack. Sorry, I'm writing something down right now. Uh, my boy Jack is at thirty to one, trained by Jay Dizerma. I don't know how you know, to pronounce it. No, it's Keith DeSormo and Kent DeSormo. It's DeSormo Bros. Is it DeSormo? I just couldn't yeah. pronounce it. Yeah, it's DeSormo. I have J. They're from Louisiana. Anyway. Come on, Sags. Yeah, well, I, hey, man, I live in Saipan, bro. I saw a guy named uh, Herbert the other day that I was calling him A-Bear, and he said his name's Herbert. I'm like, no, your name's fucking A-Bear. Piece of shit. Some some freaking uh, guy from Guam. He obviously don't know how to pronounce his own name. Anyway, career earnings of $645,145. Came third place in the Louisiana Derby. So I was wrong. I forgot when these notes. We did have three horses from the Louisiana Derby make this, which is odd because we normally have about two. Um, don't think that this horse is going to be worth anything. Came in the third place in the Louisiana Derby. You ain't going to do shit. Uh, expect him to be in the very bottom third. 11 spot, Bolted Oro, trained by, trained by Mick Ruiz, Jackie is that man, Victor Espinoza. Fun fact, in Espinoza's career, I mentioned earlier, he has earned, once again, $197,235,726 for the owners. Wow. Once again, what a company man. Oro has earned $1,016,000 in his career earnings. Came in second place at Santa Anita Derby, just behind Justify. Bolted Oro's sire is also the sire of Hall of Fame runner uh, in the 2009 Preakness Sage champ, Rachel Alexander. Bolted Oro is my favorite. Bolted Oro is going to be first place at 8-1, to one, Bolted Oro. Now, my expectations are for his odds to drop come race time between the 4-1 to one to 5-2 to two range. Vic I think people are going to money drop on Bolted Oro. Well, I think that Victor Espinoza is a, is a great jockey. He's, he's, he's quality. And I'd really, you know, fun fact, I like to look for Victor Espinoza in the races leading up to the actual running for the Roses because he normally gets his groove on and faces some lesser competition right before and cleans up for daddy. Mm-hmm. And how, how do you, you know, the, 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 the only thing to me that has me worried is trained by Mick Ruiz, not a big name. Um, 
not a big name compared to some of the other guys in this. You know, he's not a Bob Baffert or Todd Pletcher. But Victor Espinosa's riding him. That dude, I, he can. He, he's a horse whisperer. He's a donkey whisperer. He can speak to them bitches, and they listen. It's hard to go against him, especially with a solid horse. Uh, you know, something that I like about this Kentucky Derby card is there's nobody right now that's two to one. Yeah, it justifies three to one, but nobody's two to one. I want to say last year um, there was multiple horses that were two to one, five to two, uh, and this was right whenever the card came out. And you don't like that. This is a race that it seems like right now there's good odds for people to make some pretty good money. Uh, Bezema bolted Oro, who I will be putting money on uh, to win and be part of my um, exacta, which I will go through later. Even at four to one or five to two, you're making good money off that horse. Um, you don't want to see these horses drop down to one to one. Uh, which you very rarely see in the Kentucky Derby. Um, I think even American Pharaoh, whenever he was running in the Belmont for the trip, I don't even think that he was one-to-one. -one. He was probably two-to-one. Uh, but, you know, with, with just the quality of horses that are in these races, uh, you're not going to see the one-to-one, which uh, is great for the people. And remember, is there's 20 horses in it. Well, and remember, guys, there's no point of getting an early number because in horse betting, it's what they go off at, not the number they mm -hmm. are when you bet them. Exactly. I mean, if you bet Boltador right now at 8-1, to one, yeah, some, some noobs might be all pissed off if he went, oh, I bet him at 8-1, to one, and then come to find out it's 5-2. to two. Well, but I expect him to drop to the 4-1, to 5-2 to two range in that area. Um He's my favorite. He's first place. Mark it down. If it's 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 a it's a it's a curveball, but it's not a curveball. It's curveball because eight to one. You have some other horses in here that are five to one, three to one, um, but they got that man Victor Espinosa. And very rarely do I like a jockey over a trainer, but Victor Espinosa is just on a totally different level. Um. Moving on to the 12th spot, we have Enticed at 30 to 1. Uh, his trainer is uh, Kevin McLaughlin. You can laugh all you want about your name. This horse ain't going to do shit. Moving on to the 13th horse, Bravazo. Um, D. Lucas is the trainer. Career earnings of $436,528. Came second place at the Claiborne Breeders Race in Keeneland. That's about it for him. 50 to 1. Expect him in the bottom two. Going on to the 14 spot, and this horse had me really had my head spinning for a while. Um, Mendeloso on that 5 to 1, trained by Aiden O'Brien. Uh, this horse is trained in Ireland. Um, and as I'm about to go through, he has career earnings of $1,961,137. He is the winner of the UAE Derby in Dubai. Um, Dubai has some very good races. Um, California Chrome is known for running in Dubai. Um, Dubai doesn't play around. Why you don't see many horses from Dubai come over here? I'm not too sure. Maybe because it's too much of a desert and the horses die too often. I don't really know. Um, they turn into camels. They do turn into camels. You're right. Good point. We have donkeys. Um, they have camels. 
Yeah, fuck the camels. Bad cigarettes, too. Um, O'Brien has had many horses in the Kentucky Derby, but has never actually won. Uh, the guy is good trainer, has good quality horses, but can't seem to get the winner. Um, originally, I was thinking about putting Mendelosa on as my number one horse, but after reading that, I just I, I can't do it. I can't go against that history, and uh, I expect the same. Um, however, I do expect Mendelosa to either place or show. Uh, he's going to be in the top third, um, bearing any injuries or any kind of um, objections or anything like that. I expect uh, I expect him to have a very good run, but not the ultimate run. Um, number 15, instilled regard. Um, who cares about that horse? Ain't going to do shit. Um, number 16, Magna Moon, 6-1. to one. Trained by Todd Pletcher, career earnings of $1,177,800. Came in first place in the Arkansas Derby at Oakland. Big-time race. American Pharaoh won that race um, years ago. I know I keep on going back to American Pharaoh. That was years ago, but, hey, history is history. Uh, this horse has won all four races that it has ran in his career. He wants to win. Uh, he knows how to win and expect a late surge from him down the stretch. Uh, he's not going to break very hard, but he is a horse that's going to be sprinting towards the end. Magna Moon, 6-1. to one. Remember that name because I believe he is going to be up there. 17 spots. Solomini at 30-1, to one, trained by Big Bob Baffett. Career earnings of $752,000. Big Bob Baffert only cares about one horse in this race, and that's Justify, and so should you. That's the only horse you should worry about, not this horse. Uh, nobody really cares about it. Big Bob doesn't even care about this bitch. Just let let, let him finish midway through the pack. <clears throat> 18 spot, Vino Rosso, trained by Todd Fletcher. Career earnings of $620,500. Came in first place in the grade two race at the Wood Memorial in Aqueduct. Just like Big Bob, Todd Pletcher has focus on another horse. That horse is going to be Magna Moon. Vino Russo is at 12-1. to 1. Very good odds. Uh, I would expect this horse to finish 7th, 8th, uh, maybe 6th, 7th, 8th range. Uh, don't think that it's going to be good enough to show um, to show or come forth with Super Facta. I just don't think that it's going to happen. Number 19, Noble Indy, trained by, once again, Todd Pletcher, career earnings of $691,600. Winner of the Louisiana Derby. Fuck it, I put a dollar on this bitch to win. At 30 to 1, why not? And the 20 spots, Combandant. Who cares? Horses at 50 to 1. So that's what we have with the lineup. Now going on to the winners. Win. My picks. Winner. Bolted Oro, 8-1. Place, Magna Moon, 6-1. Show, Justify, 3-1. Fourth place, Menelosum, 5-1. Curveball is favorite, showing. Bolted Oro, winning. Magna Moon, placing. That is the picks. Take it or leave it. That's how it's going to happen. Victor Espinosa wins another $2 million for the people because he is the ultimate company man. Wow. That is, um, that is, uh, you, that is likely a winner because I will say that uh, young Jeremy son uh, killed it last year, and I expect no less from him. 
Uh, I I I kind of unfortunately I kind of like Vino Rosso because it's got my boy John Velasquez on there. I think I'm getting value at twelve mm-hmm. to one. But um, you're right, Todd Pletcher is got he's got a lot of horses in this race, so um, he can't possibly be really uh really dialed in to any one of these horses. He's got four horses, so maybe you should just bet Todd Pletcher to win. Why not? It's a, it's a good bet. I, any of those three, to me, Bolted Oro, but I'm sorry, between any of these four, Bolted Oro, Magna Moon, Justify, Menelosone, it's going to be, a, I, I think it's going to be a tight race um, because they're all right there in the same range. Uh, I just don't see, I just don't see Justify doing it. I, I, I see um, Victor Espinosa knowing that track more better than anybody there. Um, knowing how it runs, and I'm, he's ran that track in slop before. It went, even if it's going to be slop, it won't be his first time. Um, I just, I, I think that he wins another one. I think it's going to be bolted Oro. I don't think that this is going to be a year that we see um, a triple crown. It may not even because the, the field is very close. I don't even think it's going to be a year that we see uh, the same horse win any of the big three. Um, but I expect bolted Oro to. Pull it out. Could he have your picks? Well, see, Jeremy, when I when I look when I look at it, I, I didn't do so well last year, and uh, and I, I think I bet on and I can't remember the horse, but he was right there. I think he ended up in second. I can't. I was really close. He was a long shot. I can't remember exact name right now, because you know he didn't win. I'd remember a donkey if he won. So I I, I do like the number eighteen. Vino Rosso. I also like mm-hmm. your uh, your board bolted Oro, and because I just feel like I want to I want to throw some uh, some money down on a long shot. I I like my boy Jack. The Desormos they they got something about it in Kentucky. So I may, I know it's a third in the uh, in the Louisiana Derby. That's not good. Uh, the Desormos they normally bring it, and uh, so I kind of I kind of like my boy Jack as a super long shot at thirty to one. And you know what? With it being slop, possibly slop. With it being the Kentucky Derby, which has twenty fucking donkeys in it, you know what? Sometimes you can't tell. It's all about the stretch. Uh, who's going to come out through the stretch? It's going to be crammed. Um, you know, this is the first time that these horses have likely ever ran in a 20-horse race. Um, so it's it's different. It puts a lot of pressure. Um, puts a lot of pressure on these horses. So a lot of times there's no telling. So, Jeremy, I know you uh, have to get off to work in Saipan, so I don't think you have much more time with us. Is that correct? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I mean, not much time, but yeah. fuck it. I'm, I'm the boss. I can do whatever. So, oh, so just real quick. How'd you end up in Saipan? Can you tell that kind of quickly? Yeah. So uh, my girlfriend has uh, she moved over here from Missouri, and uh, she is a teacher. At, she's a professor at a college over here, and um, I came here to visit in February and had a few interviews set up, and uh, I got involved with this company uh, that's over here. Who I'm running uh, four restaurants over here currently. And um, in the future, it's going to be six because we're building some more stores. Um, but I'm right back to where I was, just not with Waffle House. The only difference is I have a lot of Filipinos that are working for me other than uh, the New orleans style people. And Filipinos are the absolute hardest workers on this planet. 
It's unbelievable. They, you have to tell these people one time, and they will do it for you, and they'll break their back for you. Um, so I now work. I have now. I now have a lot of Filipinos that work for me. You know, I was out of the game from Waffle House for uh, about about eight months, and um, it, it feels good to have the power back. It feels good to be able to pull the trigger on somebody. But I haven't had to fire anybody yet. Nobody's given me a reason to fire them yet. You know, I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm kind of missing it. I'm kind of like, hey, I'm about to, I, I want to fucking fire somebody. I'm ready. I like the power. So what you got to do is – Send them back to their homeland. Well, I don't so, care. So what you really need is you need to have some, some uh, New Orleans East, uh, like uh, work, uh, work ethic type workers come over there so that you can shit can somebody. Really, really get the Filipinos in line even more than they already are. Yeah, bring just bring one in. I'll hire one for a little while. Just fire him. That way, the Filipinos will be like, "Oh shit, let's not mess with him." Yeah, bring in a ringer. You know, you know, certain people are available. You know, they come that way. You know, yeah, maybe maybe bring Chris over there and fire him. Now, I do have one other question: Is hey, can you watch the WWE over there? <laughs> can I? I have the WWE Network, bro. Good low price of nine ninety nine a month. Talk about a good ROI. But, oh, yeah, I saw WrestleMania, and I was very disappointed in it. I thought it was weak. Why was it, like, six hours long? Nah, that's the problem that they have nowadays is it's just too fucking long. Everybody loses interest, uh, which, by the way, I can't believe that you guys did not go to WrestleMania. I can't believe it. Weren't you supposed to buy tickets? No, Shanker was supposed to buy tickets. Okay, so it's Shanker's fault. It's Shanker's fault, not my fault. Well, I ended and up— just for, and, and just for that one reason— I fail. I did not give Shanker my WWE Network password because he failed to enjoy the experience himself. Wow, that's that's some harsh car, uh, karma for not going. Yeah, I ended up well, being in Texas for it, so I couldn't I couldn't go. So that 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 sucks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just I was pissed off that I couldn't go to it. I would have loved to, as always. But watching it, I was I was disappointed in it. Uh, I just thought the whole I thought that the card was lame. I, there was nothing exciting that really happened. And what like Daniel said, Bryant too came damn back. long. Yeah, no one cares about Daniel Bryant. He's going to break his neck again, get another concussion. He's going to be baking a cake in the middle of the ring one day from CTE problems. He's not going to know where he is. Uh, he's too small. Uh, fans just need to give up on him, and he needs to give up. Hey, what's the inside on Cena and Bella's split? Uh, you know, I haven't learned much about, I haven't read too much about it. Um, you, you know, uh, apparently from what I've read is, uh, Bella wanted to have kids and Cena didn't. Um, and that was apparently just a big deal. Now I'm sure there were some other issues that were going on. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm sure that Cena is probably enjoying the single life again. I mean, why not? You're fucking John Cena. Fuck any chick that walks by you. Hey, sometimes it's good to be the Marine, the real Marine, unlike... Yeah, the original. Not not the Miz, who I think is the third Marine or something like that. Hey, don't forget, uh, shit, what's his name? Um, Oh, fuck, I was going to say Ted DiBiase, right? He was the second Marine. Was he? I call him Ted Diabetes. (laughs) Um, Because he used to be fat. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Harley, I got to go, man. But once again, 
Uh, I'm going to go through these. So, winner, you got Bolted Oro, Placing, Magnum Moon, Show and Justify. Fourth, um, Mendelosone. So, once again, you can just bet, win, play, show. But if you really want to make your money, do Exactas. Exacta is betting your first and second place winner. So, once again, you can do Bolted Oro and Magnum Moon. Exacta it. But also box it. What I mean by that is do an exact box. It's just a little insurance for you. It'll double up your price of your bet. But if Magna Moon wins and Bolted Oro comes in second, then you still win the bet. Always box. Um, so do the exact with Bolted Oro, Magna Moon. Trifecta, Bolted Oro, Magna Moon, Justify. Superfecta, Bolted Oro, Magna Moon, Justify, Menelosone. And guess what? With that Superfecta, you can probably do a 10-cent bet and box it. It'll come up to like maybe five bucks or something like that at the end of it. That way they can come in any single order uh, of that. But those are my top four horses. Honestly, believe that's going to happen that way. Um, but Bolted Oro, Magnum Moon, Justify, Menelosa. Jeremy Son. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Thank you for the uh, for the wins, and we'll have to have you back when Chris and, and Al are with me because we definitely want to talk some Saipan Sager stories. Uh, good luck at work, and uh, you're 15 hours ahead, so this is the first podcast ever done between two different days because it's Thursday I, over yes, here. I just want to let you and I want you to let the viewers know that there is a tomorrow for you guys because I'm living it. <laughs> I am living it. It is, it is 11.02 a.m., on Friday over here, which means it is uh, was it eight oh two p.m. on Thursday over there for you guys. Right? Yes, it is. There you go. So there is a future. I'm living proof of it. And the Earth is definitely round because Sager somehow got across the world. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've talked about a long, miserable flight. Holy shit, that sucked. All right, well, All together, I'll let you get to work, Jeremy. Thanks for joining us, and this will be posted pronto. <laughs> Without yes, any edits, except for very That's in the fine. beginning when we were fucking around, and um, we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Later, Jeremy. Well, thank thank you, thank you, Podfather, and thank you to the Talking Small Podcast. Let's win some fucking money. Let's do it. All right, buddy. All right, thanks, Jeremy. I'll talk to you later. All right.